Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, everybody. How you doing? Ed Larson here from The Brighter Side. And I want to tell you about this crazy event I got going on. It's called The Great Mugshot Roast, and it's all presented by Last Podcast Network. And it's going to be on the Last Podcast Network Twitch channel. The whole thing is a benefit for The Last Prisoner Project, which is a great organization that gets people out of jail on marijuana charges. Yeah, of course, it's a no-brainer. So let's raise some money and roast some mugshots of volunteers only. Uh, I can't wait for this. We'll see you guys on September 12th. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on lastpodcastmerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space. And of course, plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com. Thank you. Put the cocaine back in the Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Buckos. We're going back in time when a loaf of bread was seven cents and opium relaxed the children like an episode of Barney. So get your saddles strung and your guns a tootin', because we're headed out to that old, unforgiving, lawless land called the Wild West. Yeah! <laughs> Would you come around these pots? That horse is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> is that from a movie? No, it's just uh, you know something I'm gonna say for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> on your wedding day. Yes, that'll go over real well. But it's all right. Julie's dad's a vet. <laughs> hey everyone, how you doing? This is the brighter side, and today we're talking about the wild, wild west. Yeah, and it's in honor of the last podcast on the left four part Billy the Kid series. Get into it, listen to it. It's amazing. Uh, Marcus loves Billy the Kid. I mean, if you're listening to it, I know you are. 
Uh, it's no surprise. Well, this, he looks like Billy the Kid, kind of. He just looks like he belongs in olden times. He's yes. got an olden times body. He would thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all you did was drink whiskey and yell at whores. Yeah, I mean, and we all know, I mean, you know, he how much he used to love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But check out the series. It's fantastic. Um, I half remember a night. Um, Billy the Kid came up in conversation and Marcus went off until I had to admit I was no longer listening to him. Uh, oh, you like a woman when I hear men talk about uh, video games. <laughs> I mean, I shut out immediately. I just like nod. Just like, like, okay. Yeah, just like, I, I usually walk away. <laughs> it's like, just like, yeah, no, okay, you guys have fun. I have nothing to contribute unless you want to talk about solitaire on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Solitaire. It's an old West game. Yes, yes. Oh man. So yeah. So uh, go check that out if you haven't. I'd be surprised if you aren't. Uh, it's an incredible series. Arguably better than some of the movies about Billy. The oh. Uh, but uh, also before we get started, uh, this comes out on Friday. On Monday, I'm going to be in Deerfield Beach, Florida. DB Cinemas Labor Day nine six at seven p.m. Uh, screening How America Killed My Mother with Travis Irvine. We're going to do a talk back afterwards. Um, this means a lot to me. Obviously, the movie means a lot to me, but this one's extra special because it's in the movie theater I grew up next to and used to go with my mom all the time when my dad was out of town. So that was like two times a week. Oh, I saw like Aladdin here. I saw Lion King here. I saw all the formative movies here. I remember we went and saw Christmas Vacation there, mm -hmm. which I love. And then we loved it so much that we just like went back in the movie and watched the next uh, watch the next show. Oh, you did a sneak peek, a double dip? No, we actually paid for our tickets again. We usually double dip. We did double dip. I've double dipped in this theater many times, many a times. And that was not the case. Christmas vacation, got our money twice. I uh, double dipped at the movie. What's the one with the top that spins? Oh, Inception. Inception. So I walked into that. Don't when... blow the spoiler alert. I know, but there was the one where the, the van. I Three walked... hours and the top spins. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was watching something else. and I was like, let me go see this insidious thing. And I walked out and the van was going off a bridge. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I have no idea what you're doing here. Well, that was Inception. Insidious is a much better film. Oh, Inception. Yeah. Yes. Insidious is the you know, scary Beetlejuice. Oh, I love Insidious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insidious so is so good. PG-13. <laughs> Scary as fuck. Yes, PG thirteen never happens. By the way, saw Candyman this week. Twenty thumbs up with a hook and a B. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> Best horror sequel I've seen in a very long time. I love it. Speaking of movies, um, and you know, snacks belong in movies. We have some snacks from the old west. Mm, so yes. yeah, like um, they which one's pussy? <laughs> Just kidding. They didn't eat pussy. It's a lot of um. <laughs> no, they didn't. Or maybe they did, and they probably got a I'm little- pouring us more shots. More, great. Right next to all the audio equipment. <laughs> I hope Henry's listening to this. It's my audio equipment. Oh, okay. So we've got lots of like <laughs> dried meats, dried fruits, cheeses, canned peaches, ranch-style beans, and then they also had this thing, they would have biscuits that were like really- Crumbly? Those are those considered biscuits. The so, thing that I'm looking at. I know they are. They do look like the devil's cake. It does look like a fucking dead goat's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I went in the grocery and I was like, "What's the driest, thickest cracker you got?" She's like, "You." <laughs> <laughs> it's me. So let's have a little nibble. Let's see right. what the old westerners would eat. Hey, the old biscuits. No, no, they're gone bad. I can see if I have no food. And I have to ration I like these it. out. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but I like it. You know, like sometimes I just like shitty things. I can definitely picture like 
the planes and I've like camped out for the night. Yeah, and you got to eat one of these over the course of a week. Yeah, on my long trail. It's like, I eat these biscuits so I don't eat my horse. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me cut off a little piece. Just let me eat the horse. <laughs> I feel like you would try to feed it to your horse and it would like turn its nose up mm. at it. Now let's try a, a dried prune. Here we go. That's not the prune you hear. I still love it. It's okay. I'm with shit. I like the prune. Prunes are great. It's fine. My yeah. dad would eat this. That's definitely something that's stuck around since the old west. Yeah, yeah. They but had dried fruits. A lot of dried fruits. This whole plate of food, though, in like 20 years, you won't be able to buy it. Really? I'm just thinking, like, no one's going to keep eating this shit, right? Or maybe it's the only thing around because it's all dried. That's a good point. When the apocalypse comes, we're going to have to go back to this. Yeah, it's all dried fruit. Like, we're lucky to have the cheese. Cheese mm -hmm. is a very lucky thing. We're also lucky to have these meats. Let's try a little bit of these meats. Now, what is this? It's like a smoky link sausage. It's like, it just says Old West sausage. Mm. Yeah, let's not have a chew. I feel like I'm going to get a good radio in. right there. There's <laughs> good radio. I know what I like about these sausages is if you're full, you can still fuck it. And yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't like to buy a lot of processed meat because one time I did and I bit into a hot dog and a hair was sticking out of it, mm. like in it. So, well, probably an animal hair. Yeah, so they like pushed a pig in the grinder and yeah. it just died. So look at it that way. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a human. You ate just more of the animal. Okay. And that's how they make sausage. They just put the whole thing in there, nose first, and push it. <laughs> push it in. Alive. Grind up the eyes balls. You, know, you push it in face first so you, can, you can't hear it scream as much. <laughs> Ed likes those crackers. I see you keep reaching for those crackers. No, a little cracker, a little cracker. Crackle like a crackle. Yeah, they're like the saddest little crackers. There's nothing to them. There's no flavor. No, there's literally cardboard. It's like communion tastes better. Yeah, communion wafers taste a little bit better. There's nothing to this. There's really nothing to it. But I like that there's nothing to it because I'm sure it'll hold other flavors well. Yeah, like some marmalade. Yeah, or like you just put it, you just break it up into a bunch of beans, and all of a sudden you have like a meal. Like a soup, probably like thick in a soup. Oh yeah, thick in the fuck out of a soup. <laughs> Fucking soup don't got a chance. This is good radio. It's just eating. <laughs> I like this. We do this more often. I'm so hungry all the time. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, beans? Should we do the beans on air? I opened up a can of beans. They're well, ranch I mean, style beans. Let's smell it. Let's just let's smell. smell the beans. I think we should do the peaches before the beans. Okay, okay. Ranch style beans. Yep, it smells like um a frat house vomit. Let me get a whiff. Oh yeah, I like the jagged can top too. He's like cut my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> can you smell it through the radio, guys? Mm, yes, <laughs> it does smell like frat house vomit, but it, it also smells like. Uh, theme park that no one goes to. Oh, like a haunted, theme, like a deserted theme park. There's yeah. like five people there. The rides are put together by carnies on drugs. You still got cans of beans. <laughs> one can of bean, please. The best thing about a can of beans is if you don't open it, you can also kill someone with it. It is a weapon. You know, lots of weapons in the old way. But you got to eat the whole can because how can you save it? They didn't have Tupperware back in the day. I mean, you just kept eating it. You know, I you guess know, things that would kill us probably just like made them like shit, you know, and they didn't care. They, shit they didn't pants. care. Oh, no. Put Corona back in those days. They'd love it. They never even got naked. Always got their long johns on. Oh, filth. It was really filthy times. Disgusting. Oh, there was barely water. Hair in your asshole. 
dirt in your ass. You just mm-hmm. shit out more dirt. No toilet paper. So you just, was there no toilet paper? No toilet paper. They would like use like leaves and stuff. When was toilet paper invented? Um, I don't know, but all I know is no toilet paper. They would use leaves on their assholes, so you know there's gonna be shit still in the ass, and they're gonna be like, "It's okay, it's fine." Toilet paper was invented during the Old West. Okay, during the time period that is considered the Old West. Uh, toilet paper was invented uh, 1857. But I don't think they would ship it out. No, it's for rich people. Yeah. No, it's for rich people, for sure. It's not like it was like in the... Oh, actually, it's before the Old West. The Wild West, for those of you who don't know, uh, is the years 1865 to 1895. It's mm-hmm. only 30 years long. And we, we adore this time. You know, it's longer than either of our lives, or shorter than either of our lives at this point. Yeah. And so we adore... I mean, like, it's not like there wasn't continued frontier country, you know, but 18, it was basically exactly when the Civil War ends to- Old West starts. To uh, Wild West. Wild West. Because like they were they were out there, but it wasn't like lawless and crazy till after the Civil War was one of the things I learned. Because it still existed, like 1849 was the gold rush. Mm-hmm. And so you can, if you want to be, you know, great, you could consider that part of it because that was everyone going West and like- Manifest destiny, heading across the country. Setting up the tents. Setting up the tents. You know, like that was like 1849. That's why they're the San Francisco 49ers. Really? Yes, because they're all gold miners. And so that's why, yeah, so they're all called 49ers because they like just left Boston and Ireland and everywhere and like went west in search of gold. Wow, into the desert they go. Yeah. Do you know, I was, and I know this kind of jumping around a little bit, but I was looking up uh, prostitution and women. Me too, but different reasons. <laughs> there you go, Eddie. Get him. Get him, Eddie. There you go. Ciao. Um, women helped settle the Wild West because before prostitution came there, not saying all women are prostitutes, but mm-hmm. before like prostitution came out there, it was just like work camps. So you would just like wake up in a tent, go mine in a thing, and yeah, and then there was nothing around. And men would like, I think Adam ruins everything. Did a special on this, but men would um pay to just like smell women's underwear. There was oh, no yeah. women around. Still doing it. Still doing it. Still doing it. Socks on the internet. Get I them look, all. The, get them I all. I looked the, that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked that up. Yeah, yeah. I think you should get involved, but you know, don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was because they would leave their whole families behind. Yeah, for like a decade. And they would go west and try to find gold, try to find the money, try to like, you know, whatever they were like, you know, lots of like wood, you know, they would like cut down trees and like a lot of the cabins and stuff like that, a Mm -hmm. lot of lumber. And so they would go out west for a decade, 15 years, write letters home, send money, you know, and then when they were there, they just missed their families so much. And like, you know, anytime you wanted to go anywhere, obviously there's no planes, there's barely trains. Yeah, and barely. So, but women were like, because remember that that uh, desert community we went to, and there was no women. And I we we asked these the waitress. We couldn't find anywhere to eat. Desert hot springs. Yes, desert yes. hot springs. There was nowhere to eat, nothing to do. We finally found a place, and this we were like, so what's fun here to do? And the waitress like cackled like a knowing woman, and was yeah. like, ain't nothing around here. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Edwards <laughs> illegal. I don't know. Yeah, unless you want to like find Nazi memorabilia. That was yeah. there. <laughs> there of course that was there. Yeah. But women helped bring in, like, you know, they gave women the money, and women were like, let's, they would build, um, uh, what do you call it, like domestic shelters for yeah. people, for like domestic violence. They would like send people off to college with money, kids. So they like helped grow and like build businesses. Yeah. 
And there wasn't really many colleges in the West at this point either. No. If you wanted to do that, you'd have to do that back East or in San Francisco or something like that. Mm. And so there was, I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure there was like one or two in Texas or like some of those other places, but we were still figuring everything out back then. They just teach you how to spit. You get an A if you get it across <laughs> get the it room. In the spittoon. <laughs> Man, uh, spittoons, R.I.P. 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 You know, people would, when they spit on the ground, it would cause a lot of dirt and germs and grossness, but people would pay out to sleep on the floor of the saloon that was so dirty and There was filthy. nowhere to go. Bugs, it was so nasty. That, it was a law, like, no spitting. And I think you were fined up to, like, $3,000, which is a lot even today. Of course. So I no mean, spitting. A $50 fine's a lot. Yes. You know, so yeah, no, there's all those great signs that say no spitting, like that are old, old West like themed places. No spitting. I yeah. got a fit one fifty dollar ticket and I gave up my car because I was like, I'm not getting all these fucking tickets for yeah. this. No, no, no I, I can't be responsible for parking in spots that are for able bodied people. <laughs> 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 yeah. And like, um, we'll get to the jokes. Of, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but That's like, all right. another thing that. Uh, I learned about today is like, yes, it was incredibly violent. It was insane. But you were like more likely to die of shitting yourself yeah, than get murdered. It actually wasn't that. I mean, it was still violent, but not as violent as we think. Because I would think of these like toothless hounds just, <laughs> I shoot myself in the head for fun. And mm -hmm. that was not what it was. I mean, in some places it was. I mean, just like here. It's like you go to any bad neighborhood. You know, there's going to be, you know, horrible shit going down. Yeah. You know, and some of these places were lawless. A lot of these, like, any place in like Indian country. And also it was impossible to really keep reliable records. Yeah. So a lot of people would like commit a crime in New York and then you could just head out West. Yes. And you're a new person, baby. A lot of people did that. They joined the military to mm -hmm. avoid crime and stuff like that. And. You know, like it's a, it's what happened. Crime pays, but also, all, like again with the women, always look at where there's women because it's just less bullshit going on. I used to live in MacArthur Park, and I didn't know it was a bad area until I walk out of the place, and I was like, wait a minute, there's no women on the streets. Yeah, and that was just like a slow creeping, like oh fuck, run to the subway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you know, if there's no women, that means women don't feel comfortable. Yeah, and then it's also just less fun. Yep. Uh, so having ladies around is a good time. Keep women happy. Should we do this other shot? Let's do another shot. High West let's whiskey. See, let's see if we are able to finish this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. People yes. drank a lot of whiskey back then, and I um, they would like cut it with shit, like because you got to sell it. Because you got to sell it. It's the same way. People, same reason people like uh, cut cocaine. Yeah. You know, because you, you push more product. Throw some baby powder in there. Yeah. And even medicine back in the day. There was a law invented right after the Old West that was like, you got to put what is in the bottle on the outside of the bottle. People Steak got, oil sells. We got to know. Because people back in the day, even doctors, they would put things like strychnine in the medicine. So then people would feel a little bit of that poison and be like, oh, it hurts. It must be pushing out the poison. Yeah. Also, no one knew better. No one knew better. And back then. There was know. so much drug use. It was 170 years ago. Yeah. You know, it was like we didn't know anything about anything. I would say we are more sober now than we have ever been in human history. Oh, absolutely. And like the whiskey we drink now, I mean, also like they would also cut it with like ether and shit like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it can't be. Lord knows what they were drinking. Lord knows. Lord knows. No. The stay at home, the wives, they were like, oh, you can't go to the bar. That's not ladylike. You got to drink this shit at home. And it was like poison cut with opium, cut with cocaine. Yeah. And they're all high on laudanum. 
<laughs> Lognum, that's it. Lognum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically just opium in a jar, and you like put like a glass stick in it, and then whatever sticks to the stick, you put in like a glass of water, and you wisp it around. And then that would get you high on opium, and you just sit there and, you know, sit in a rocking chair and do nothing. Because there, there, you could sew, I guess. Sew, read the Bible. How many people have read the Bible fucked up beyond belief? Oh and then God. it's probably how it was written. Why do you think there's snakes and like angels in there? It is, um, it's very fantasiful. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is a couple parts you're like, really? I don't know. I don't know about all that. I don't know about the yeah, yeah. four horsemen apocalypse. That definitely sounds like a, a monk took too many mushrooms. Oh, yeah. And it was like rewritten and written so many times. And like, if you won a war, you're like, oh, let's, you know, put that in the bible you know like it was just how it was done but you know that's how it goes let's talk about some things we learned so you you got some things to tell me i got some things to tell you we both did our own little research we did i want to talk about things we learned but i also i wrote some jokes let's do the jokes then let's do it you know it's tradition okay you know i'll I'll go first this time okay if that's all right perfect all right as a kid, when we played Cowboys and Indians, I could never choose a side. So I always picked the governor. That way I could fuck over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think the people who idolize the Wild West would actually have hated living there. You've got rampant, unrelated drug use, prostitution, immigrants everywhere building everything, women getting voting rights. It's the only time people would have said, you know what, let's get back out of this, let's get out of this small town and back to family values. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> yeah, man. Everyone would come out east and like you were lucky you send. Uh, like if you got wronged, you would like send word back home, and then like a month later, they'd send like the Pinkertons out to go find you. Ooh, you know the Pinkertons? No, I don't know much about them, and I didn't do any research on them. But like they were like a revenge for they were like bounty hunters. I bet they made a lot of money. They were a lot of, but they were ruthless, and they would fucking kill like extra people. Really? But they were like you know attached to the law. They weren't actually lawmen, but they were like. You know, they would be hired by them sometimes to, like, help find people. Would they kill me? Yes. Absolutely. They didn't care who you were. Okay. Yeah, you know, the Pinkertons, I mean, but they, you know, but they would try to, like, you know, work within the law, but they were ruthless and would kill extra people. Wow. And, like, yeah, so they, uh, and they still exist, I believe. Okay. Uh, I feel like the joke I told was a little bit mumbled, but you get it. You know how the Wild West in there, like, let's go back to family values, <laughs> New York City, and now New York City is the Wild West. Lord, how the tables have turned. You go to Sedona right now, and they're like, everybody in bed by 10 p.m. All right, the Pinkerton Detective Agency. I just looked it up. Um, They were founded 171 years ago, and they are a private security guard and detective agency established in the United States by Alan Pinkerton. He's a Wikipedia. In the 1850s, and uh, it looks like they are still around. Really? So you can hire them today? I believe so. They're probably called like Blackstone today. No, I think they're called Pinkerton. Private corporation. Um, Yeah. There's no ending uh, to the present. Oh, but now they're called uh, Securitas AB. (laughs) I've heard of them. Really? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, Securitas is Pinkerton. You go to the website, Pinkerton.com. Holy shit. Look at this. This is crazy. We're learning in real time. We've done so much research and I'm just Googling shit. I mean, history is so... I love history just to see how things were, who's the winner, and I like to see who's the loser and what's their side of the story. Do you know that the indigenous people would kidnap small children from like white man's children? Good. And uh, the kids <laughs> the kids didn't want to go back home. Many of the children were like, I don't want to go back home. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. It's that. And it's just, you know, 
it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, they were like raised very upper crust British, and you can see because I saw pictures of these kids and like these tight corsets and these like sit up yeah. straight boy, and like many of these kids would go live with indigenous people, and they just loved the culture so much. One little boy said they got to actually dance. And they shit. Got to do things. One boy was quoted as saying like, "My mom never had time for me, and now my mother here has time for me. Like she loves me. She plays with me. Yeah, because the women were a community, so they would like all take care of the." kids and like love the kids no it makes sense and not just that like there was everyone was so impoverished yeah and a lot of these towns like they went ghost towns like back then you know they would turn into ghost towns very fast like if the gold mine proved not to be fruitful Mm -hmm. you know they would everyone would leave the town and it just like and it was very easy to become very poor and have no food and one thing I will say about all the indigenous people, I mean, I'll say a lot of nice things because I love them and uh, everything we did to them was the worst genocide this world has ever seen. Yes. But they knew how to grow food. They knew how to live. They lived. They they didn't go hungry. Yeah. And you they, know, and so. And they knew certain areas to not set up camp. They're like, oh, we don't go there. And you know what? Every place. But that- then they had to go there forever after mm. we took everything from them. But there's certain places where like indigenous people are like, do not go there. That's like a pot of land you don't visit. And mm-hmm. then white people would always go and like, I'm going to go see. And they never come back. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it is. That's how it is. There's that's, some that's way- how you learn shit. That's how you learn. Your fat Joey never came back from there. I'm not going. <laughs> I do believe that there's- is, Hold on. What is this? That's an apple. Or <laughs> old, old Eddie. Old Eddie snacking on them apples. Sorry, apples. They're so hard on my gums. <laughs> I do believe that there are certain planes on this earth that connect a certain way and like something either magical or really dangerous happens there. Like mm-hmm. New Orleans. There's no place in this world like New Orleans. Yeah. And it's simply because where it is. Yes, it's a port town. So like everywhere across the world would come settle there. So that's why you have like food and culture from all over the world. But there's also something about it. And I remember I was like, um, I was on Sunset and Santa Mo- Sunset and Santa Monica, somewhere around there. And there was there's a lot of crime. A lot of crime right on that spot. Yeah. And I was telling my friend, I was like- well, Sunset and Santa Monica, they don't- Yeah, they connect. run parallel. It's, oh, sorry, Sunset and Hollywood. Yes. And I was like- this they, don't, of, they also run parallel. No, Hollywood. No, Western and Sunset. There we go. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. I just wanted to make sure I knew where you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Western and Sunset. There's a Target there. There's a grocery store that's closing down. There's McDonald's where there's always fights. Yeah. And like people are out of control on that one block. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friend like how I believe certain spaces in this world, you know, it's kind of like your small town. Every small town has a Wendy's yeah. that goes out of business, and like the Krispy Kreme in Tallahassee, someone got shot there once a year, every time. And he was just like, "Well, this is where the prostitutes hang out." And I was like, "But why did that they- was Burger King in Tallahassee? That was Burger King." <laughs> but I was like, "But why did they hang out here? They hang out here for a reason. Like everything happens here that's seedy." Yeah. And he was like, "Because the prostitutes are here." Like he couldn't get that it was just like a magical spot in the world. Yeah. Anyways, fuck him. Yeah. Evil magic. <laughs> Evil magic. And there's positive magic, too. And there's prostitutes wherever you ask them to be. Exactly. Yes. And not saying prostitution is bad at all. But no, I was just like, why is... Guilt. He was the one that said, because prostitutes hang out here. And I was like, but why do they hang out here? Because the pimps put them there. That's right. It's, it's not the pro- prostitute's fault. Trust me. Prostitute, like, no one like grows up and be like, I can't wait to fuck for money. <laughs> You know, it's just like, it's a, it's a last ditch thing. It's a last ditch thing. <laughs> we could talk about prostitution. We can, we can. Oh, let me, um, let me, let me do one more joke. Oh yeah. Let me, 
the Old West was basically run by greedy idiots who would sleep with prostitutes when they were robbing each other. So basically nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing's changed. Prostitutes? You want to talk about prostitutes? That's I, just, funny. I figured my joke went in. No, that, that goes in well. Also, I call my clit my covered wagon. <laughs> I know it's brutal. It's a horrible joke. It's tasteless. It's my little covered wagon. Just like this cracker. <laughs> oh, so you pro- I mean, basically, I mean, there wasn't many jobs for women. You were a mother, a teacher, maybe a banker if you knew math. You know, maybe, but you were still pretty low end. Yeah, you'd be like a teller, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you, know? you could sweep up. You know, like you could be like a like a maid or some shit, mm-hmm. or like you know. But then like, and then there was like Calamity Jane, who was like, you know, she's special. Yeah, but there was like a handful of like Wild West women that mm-hmm. were just out there, blam blam. Of course, um, but you know, it wasn't many. It wasn't many, and prostitution was pretty much the only thing you could do. And a lot of um, and like the one thing I will say about the Old West, even after you know slavery ended. A lot of the women who were prostitutes were slaves, uh, even even white women. Uh, they were sold to bar owners, uh, saloon owners uh, for money by their parents at a very young age. Really? And brought out there and told, like, you have to be a prostitute until you're like 30 and then you're free and your dad's debt is paid. That was like something that would happen to oh, women a lot back then. I didn't know that. It's kind of like indentured servitude. Yeah, and but you, at that time you're dead at thirty. Yes. So fuck them. Yeah, most of them are. Yeah, a lot of like the um, the, the life expectancy was was way shorter. Way shorter. But what I was reading is some of these women were making more money than the men. Of course, because the men were fucking drunk gambling dumbasses. Yeah, they were just uneducated. They didn't know what they were doing. And like, so yeah, they were the only people working in the goddamn town. (laughs) You know, like most of the men would go out, pan for gold and then take the little shavings they got and then hand it right over to the bartender and then use that money to sleep with women and drink all night and then get like a a couple chips to play poker and lose that money. And then they go out and do it all over again the next day. Yeah, breaking even. If that. If that. If usually owing money. It took a special most it took a special kind of person to like see past a day back then. You yeah. know, like it's so that was kind of what's going what was happening with that. I mean, it's also a lot of addicts. Like I was working with um one of my coworkers when I was bartending, he was literally stealing money out of the till on camera. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if come you're on. gonna come on, man, if you're gonna steal, make it at like, least smart. Try. Yeah, what are you doing? Or like it's a Friday night, you put no drinks into the into the computer. What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think's gonna happen, dude? But he just wanted the cocaine. That's yeah. all he wanted. There was no no tomorrow. It's just get the cocaine now and that's it. Yeah, you take five extra minutes, you could really grift this place for a couple months. Yes, you could. Or you could just do this real quick one night and get an eight ball and we'll never see you again. And they just want the eight ball, never see you again. Yeah. And I think I saw him like a month later and he was bad, bad. Sold his toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was bad, bad. He came at back asking for his job back and they're like, dude, you stole. Like I can't. And then he took all the chairs, he threw them over. Yep, you threw them down. Yeah, that's a that's a, a true sign of a guilty man. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about these prostitutes. <laughs> I think we both. I think we basically talked about it. <laughs> uh, one thing about the old west, pets were a different thing back then, uh, because you only had pets that were big enough to eat when they died. Oh, that was my last job. You only had pets that were big enough to eat when they died. Yeah, like a dog. 
Oh, you wouldn't have a pet parakeet. Yes. I'm sorry, it took me a second to get No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's just, it's more, <laughs> I think it's more of a sad fact than a joke, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, that's why, like, at the end of the world, uh, my weapon is a dog, because it can, it's going to love me, it's going to protect, and if it ever turns against me, I get to eat it, I get a meal. I like a hammer. That's good, because a hammer will not run out of bullets. And you can use it to kill, and you can use it to break down, like, hedges or whatever, you or, can like, build? tree rims, and you can, and you can build. That's a great idea, Eddie. So I pick Hammer. So we are going to be together in the in the end of times. Uh, absolutely. What are we doing this show for fucking seven years? <laughs> fucking A. You don't choose me? Yeah. I will. <laughs> I'll walk my ass over. I'll walk. What I got some walking shoes. So these are sliced peaches. Okay, let's dig into these sliced peaches kind of out a of peach. a can. I've just been looking at these peaches. Now, I'm a big Deadwood fan. I'm pretty sure you've never seen Deadwood, right? No. It's my favorite Old West show. There's a lot of Old West shows, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of them are good. But Deadwood is by far my favorite. And one of the things was whenever Al Swearingen, like the bad guy who's also the good guy, mm-hmm. whenever he had a big meeting with all the leaders from the town, he would make sure they put out canned peaches. And so I always, uh, I always whenever I see a canned peach, mm. I always think of good old Al Swearingen. I mean, it is a delicacy. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I like the canned peaches. Oh, yeah, we're going to be shooting Dookie <laughs> later. It's going to be wild. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And to all of our listeners, any can, any sort of metal aluminum can that you open, never save the food in the can. Take the can, take it out of the can and put it in Tupperware or something else. Spatulism. Spatulism, baby. Yeah. Also, uh, save save some lives here. If you leave a baked potato in the foil on the fucking counter, it's going to kill you. Yeah? Yes. Spatulism. Spatulism. Yes. So if you're going to save that baked potato, take it out of the foil. Put it in the fridge. If you keep it in the foil, you're fucking done. And uh, you know something, you may get lucky and live, but for the most part, you're done. You're done. Yes. That's why I think they should have a food certification in for high school. Everybody. For everybody. God forbid that people want to get a job as a fo- as a cook while they're young. Yeah. If I had, I had the food handler was such a pain in the ass. I had to take three days off of work. Go learn this shit. Go mm-hmm. take a giant test. If I would have just gotten that in high school at home ec class that I was forced to take, everyone's ready for the workforce. Everyone's ready. And also, you know, like I took these like home ec classes where we had to learn how to type and sew buttons. Mm-hmm. Guess what got me through my first fucking years of New York City? Yeah. Typing. Sewing I, buttons. And sewing buttons. Being like, I never learned that. So I took the class. I never learned that. So that's buttons. okay. But, you know, many times I go on an interview, my button would break and yeah. I, I packed a little sew kit with me and I would, 
I remember sewing it right out before the interview, and I'd go in and be like, "You look sharp today." I'd be like, "Thank you." Thank you. I sew my buttons. I sew my buttons, and then be like, "How much? How many words do you type?" I was like, "I type sixty per minute." But they're all buttons. <laughs> they're all <laughs> everyone's button, button buttons. Button button <laughs> button button button. But those were jobs I got. And you know, I was talking to this guy who graduated from some fancy fucking school, and uh, he said that he doesn't know how to type. He types with his two fingers. He's like, "They never taught me how to do that." They taught him. He just didn't want to learn. Well, I think typing is reserved for like the women and poor girls because the CEOs, they're not typing out the documents. We were all taught how to type. You were taught I, how I, to I, type? Yeah, but I still type like a fucking dum-dum. <laughs> but I was taught it. I, and I, home row, you know, QWERTY. You know, we learned to shit, you know? So it's, you know, he, he chose not to know. I think he chose not to know. Because he liked having someone else do it for him because it made him more powerful to tell someone else what to do. That's true. There is a thing called, and I forget what it's called, but when you pretend not to know something so someone else does it for you. I think it's called fuckface syndrome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuckface syndrome. Like there was a TikTok of this woman being like, can you please take care of the baby for 10 minutes while I'm in the shower? And she comes out of the shower and he's just like asleep. And then he's like, whoa. And the baby's just like crawling everywhere. He's like, whoa, I'm sorry I fell asleep. I don't know. And I was like, I'm so worried to have a child. I can fall asleep so easily. 10 minutes, dude. It's 10 minutes while she takes and a shower. The, and the kid just fucking turns over on its belly and chokes on its blanket. There you go. It's a fucked up situation. It's a fucked up situation. So I did. They're talking about wild. They're talking about Billy the Kid mm-hmm. for four episodes. I love Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid's cool. Uh, and. Honestly, I listened to two episodes today. They're doing a great job. They are. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit, just a quick biography, a short one, because you can get crazy. Like, they're getting crazy on Billy the Kid. But I'm a wild Bill Hickok guy. Bill Hickok. Yeah, he was the coolest to me. And, you know, he had, like, long hair, like a Fu Manchu. And, like, he was just, like, he was really cool. And he lived a crazy life. So I wanted to do a quick biography on uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Lay it down. All right. James Butler Hickok. He was born May 27th, 1836, and he died August 2nd, uh, 1876. He was 39 years old when he died, my age. Uh, wow. Born in Illinois, and he died in Deadwood, uh, South Dakota. Okay, but he did live to 39. That's a long time for that era. Especially as a fucking gunfighter law- lawman. What's that phrase, never trust a young, an old man in a young man's profession? Why? Because you can die so easy. Oh, but you said, but yeah, but at the same time, doesn't that mean they're better at it? Yeah, but it means they could just fucking kill you too. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, he was a frontiersman, army scout, lawman, gambler, showman, and a duelist. A showman? Yes. Did he, he have those tight pants on? He's like, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'll get to it, but okay. he like traveled the country like, uh, Acting, he was a horrible actor, and uh, and like failed artists always yeah, yeah, make yeah. the most tyrants. <laughs> We're talking Hitler over here. Well, the thing with Wild Bill is he killed a countless amount of people, uh, but he also was like respectful towards women, he had a great reputation towards women, really. Yeah, and he was a sheriff, and he, yes, he was he was uh, excessive in his force, there's no question about it, but. You know, shit was so crazy and lawless back then. He didn't have much of a choice. He's like Saddam Hussein. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not an say, analogy. I would say he's more. If I all right, let me think of who he's like. Um, not Saddam Hussein. Gaddafi, but Gaddafi raped those women, and he was never a leader. You know, he was just. Uh, he was like a. He was like a cop. You know, mm. he was like if. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, he's hard to. It's hard. Like he's, he's kind of like Wyatt Earp, but like uh, less of a a greedy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he grew up at his family's home, uh, which was a stop on the Underground Railroad. So he grew up uh, as a uh, abolitionist. Really, a, a, when he was like a child, child. That's great. Yeah, and so and I then, mean, not great, but you know what I mean. He gets yeah. perspective. He has perspective. Exactly. No, he had a conscience. That's why I like him. Um, at 17 years old, he moved to a town called Bleeding, Kansas, and he became a bodyguard for anti-slavers because anti-slavers were a high target to get killed, and so he was one of their bodyguard. He was a bodyguard for them. Was Kansas in the Confederacy? Um, you know, there wasn't like, it's like Missouri was the only North, uh, place that was part of the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. But back then when you went past the Mississippi, most of those places just weren't really involved in the civil war. The civil war was mostly out East on this side of the Mississippi on the other, uh, we're in California now. I forgot that I live here. Right. (laughs) But on the other, but but in, uh, on the East coast. That's where most of the Civil War took place. So like Georgia, Florida, that area. Yeah, but there was some shit in Texas. There was like a couple skirmishes out in like California. Mm -hmm. And like there was some, but like all the big shit was out there. Okay. Um, And so he quickly became very handy with a gun. Uh, And then while Bill actually saved an 11-year-old Buffalo Bill Cody, another famous uh, Wild West figure, uh, from getting beat up by a bunch of dudes, and they remained friends for the rest of his life. Uh, he lived by the code of fairness and courage, and by, ni- by 1858, I kept writing 19, by 1858, he was a constable in Monticello, Kansas, where he began working with men who created the Pony Express. Huh. And he wanted to be a Pony Express rider, but he was too big. He was a big old boy. Oh, because you can't hurt that pony. You're yeah, driving exactly. all over the country delivering mail. Yeah, no, you got they need tiny guys. It's like jockeys. And uh so during this time, he had this is great, because he's also a legend. So a lot of this is like blown up, you know, and so some of it you can take what you will, but like, you know, a lot of this is like tales. Like, because a lot of back then, all these outlaws became like movie stars because there was this like the dime cartoon magazines like comic books that would teach you about the outlaws and the sheriffs and all that so stuff. they were memes yeah i guess so me but they comic books yeah 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 i feel like memes are today's comic books that are kind of shared and passed around yeah but comic books still exist you're right they're ba- the last podcast in the left making their own comic book Get oh it? okay um so during this time he had an, he had an encounter that made him a legend uh he got into a fight with a very large bear there was he was Going through the woods, he was by himself, and there was a bear in front of him, and it like scared him, and so he shot the bear, and the bear got pissed. Yeah, you can't shoot a bear. And so the bear charged him, and then he got into an actual fight with the bear, and then slit its throat. And then when the bear died, it landed on him and crushed almost every bone in his body. He always had like horrible back problems like for the rest of his life, but he was still a quick draw. I mean, we're talking about 1800s bears. I feel like they were bigger back then. I mean, sure. Nope. I just feel like it. They you know, were gigantic. Today, all these bears eating McDonald's, all this soy. They're all on diets. Tofu. These bears eating tofu, <laughs> losing their testosterone. Well, they were stronger because they weren't eating trash. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, but uh, so, so, the, so he was hospitalized for a very long time. No one thought he was going to recover, and of course he did. Um, now, he's. we're going to 1861. There's something called the McCandless Massacre. And so July 12th, 1861... Uh, just after the start of the Civil War, at this time, he was known as Duck Bill because he had a big nose and big lips. Uh, a sh- a short, The short version of the story goes 
Uh, Hickok was leading a group of Union soldiers, and word got on to what they were doing, and they were ambushed by a bunch of Confederates after Hickok stopped to check on his friend's wife. The Union soldiers didn't do too well, and then Confederate uh, McCandless kicked in the door to the cabin where uh, she lived because her husband was out of town, so he's like checking in on her, okay, making sure she's still alive and shit. And uh, so, and he kicks in the door, and Hickok shoots him dead immediately as soon as he kicks in the door. And then he's got like you know a bunch of soldiers with him, and so he with he then you know then he has a six shooter gun. He kills a soldier with each one of the other bullets, so he kills five soldiers immediately, and then killed three more hand to hand with a knife. Wow! So, and this is after his back was all fucked up. Yes, this is like two years later. Oh, so he's like a like old boy. Yes, you know he's like that's great. That is that is there. It is okay. There it, that is that is a great way to. Except put it. he doesn't want to fuck his daughter. Yes, I never saw the movie, but I didn't know that was. You've a never seen Old Boy? No, I know I have to. I just gave away the movie. <laughs> I'm so that's sorry. That's the end. He wants to fuck his daughter. <laughs> Guess it makes him an old boy. All right, so <laughs> so the final man um, there, he's like in this crazy fight with him. And like he's on the ground, and it looks like he might not make it because he's all tired and shit. Because all the other men that he fought, yeah. And fucking Wellman's daughter comes in with a gardening hoe and just kills the fucking dude. While I love he's on it. Top of Hickok, lady boss. Yeah, and so Hickok, um, uh, he then uh, with the human when he after that he joined the Union Army, and he was a scout, a sharpshooter, and a spy. He was never like a soldier, soldier, but he was like a fucking spy, which is crazy to me. Because he looks like a Confederate. He's got the, like the long hair and yeah. he looks like he's all dirty and shit. And so he was a spy for the Union Army. And uh, and being a spy back then is different than now. Especially when you're Wild Bill fucking Hickok. That's crazy. People have heard of your ass. Yeah. And like now they have like these little cyanide pills in the back of their throat that they could just chew on and be like, bye bye now. Back then that was called tobacco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the war, he began traveling town to town. Gambling, uh, inevitably gunslinging, and he was tried for murder several times, but always acquitted. Uh, he rose to fame uh, after killing David Tut, a very skilled gunfighter in Missouri. Uh, Hickok boasted to have killed over a hundred men in battle and gunfights, and as a lawman, it's not confirmed, you know, because he like, you know, it's like one of those things like, he might have. It's like telephone; it gets boasted around. He killed ten men, twenty. But also, 100. it's a good way to make people scared of you and not attack you when they see you. That's good. It's like you've killed a hundred men, you know, and so it's like that kind of thing. And you killed a bear. Yes, exactly. And so, like, who knows? That might all this might not have happened, but like, there's a good chance. Also, like, who's recounting the bear story? Him? Yes. You know, he could have just like. Well, he was in a hospital bed. Well, he could have someone like, found him with a fallen bear on top down a mountain. Oh, they found him with a bear on top of him. Oh, because yeah. I pictured him just being like, "Whoops!" and like falling down a mountain and be like, "A, a bear! <laughs> it was a bear! I killed it, though! I killed that bear! You don't worry, I, I'm a strong man." But he did. Okay, they found him. Yeah. And so, um, one account of him written in the late 1860s described Hickok. I love this description: as six feet tall. Lithe, active, sinewy, a daring rider, a dead shot with a pistol and a rifle, long locks, fine features, and a mustache, buckskin leggings, red shirt, broad-bimmed hat, and twin pistols and a belt, rifle in hand. I bet who wrote that was a dandy that got jacked off by him. <laughs> I bet it. Just dabbing that quill on his tongue, being like, he had a long mustache. Mm. <laughs> Well, he like he famously like here's a bad thing about him. Uh-huh. Uh he 
he used to scout for Custer. And Colonel Custer? Yeah, the guy who got killed by uh at Little Bighorn, who he tried to go slaughter the Indians and then the Indians killed him and his men. Okay, good. Um, but he Custer's wife used to always talk about like to everyone how hot Wild Bill was and how she wanted to bang him. Oh my god. Yeah. After her husband died? Before and after. Oh my god. So- <laughs> She cocked her husband. Pretty much. Pretty much. Good for her. Um, and so uh, in 1869, he became sheriff in Hayes City, Kansas, where he killed several outlaws in shootouts. Uh, he did the same thing in Abilene, Kansas. Uh, he killed the brother of Jack McCall, uh, supposedly, and he accidentally killed a deputy while in a gunfight, and they discharged him. They're like, you can't be a cop no more because you killed another cop. Oh. Uh, so he then became an actor. In traveling shows about the West, often performing, uh, portraying himself and performing uh, gun tricks on stage, like just like, you know, like shooting, you know, things out of people's mouths and shit like that. Wow. Uh, uh, they traveled the entire United States with a show and he hated it. He hated being a performer. He's not a performer. No, he's, he's a, a slinger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he hated it and um, he was sad. He was no longer a lawman and he started drinking heavily and he started gambling all of his money away. He died broke. Honey. Yeah. And uh, he became incredibly depressed. Uh, and in 1876, uh, he married a circus performer called Agnes Lake, Agnes Lake Thatcher. Was and she one of those hot like hula hoop ladies? I imagine she was probably with him on the road. I'm sure she was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like the girls. Also, he was like the kind of guy who probably would have dated like the biggest, fattest, ugliest woman in town because he like respected women. Yeah. And so he was, he was also that kind of dude. Uh, I respect you. I want to go for the biggest, fattest, ugliest woman in town because yeah. I respect women. You know, what I, <laughs> you know what I love? You know where they went on their honeymoon? Where? Cincinnati, Ohio. And that's where you're going to go get married. That's where I want to go get married. You should do a little gunshot salute to this man. Uh, yeah, you know, borderline illegal, but I'll do it. Uh, then he left after Cincinnati. He was like, baby, stay here. I'm going to go to this town called Deadwood. Um, there's lots of gold out there. I'm going to try my hand at mining. Uh, and so he went out there, but like he didn't have any intention in mining. He just knew it was filled with gambling and lawlessness. Aww. And so he went out there and he gambled this with his friends, uh, Colorado, Charlie Utter and Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane was like his best friend. Really? Yeah. They were very close. Do you think they had sex? I don't think they did. I think like, like legitimately they were like close friends. Do you think Calamity Jane was a lesbian? Uh, there are many reports that she was. Great for her. Yeah, there are many reports that she was. Great. But, but um, I'm sure she had a good time with whoever she could find. She was terrible drunk. Great nurse. Terrible drunk. Okay. Um, and do you think she just like pulled a man over and was like, come and fuck me? I could see that happening as well. And he's just like, I'm scared, but okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Calamity Jane. My By the way, dick is barely hard, but I like it. We got to get you into Deadwood. It's probably. Top five favorite shows for me. Uh, unbelievable depiction of the Old West. Uh, you know, obviously it's television, so a lot of it's like yeah. fantasified. But it is, it's almost like, they, yes, they curse every other word. That's fine. But it's like Shakespeare. Like the way they weave the sentences. You and, motherfuckers are beautiful. It's honestly like that, except except motherfucker, it's cocksucker. Okay. Um, Deadwood was yeah. overrun with crime, money, liquor, opium, sex, and just sin in general. Um, he became a lawman, even though there was no law there because it was on Indian territory. Because back then, South Dakota was uh, Dakota territory, which was a lot of it was just uh, run by the Indians. 
And, okay. there, and it wasn't officially, officially America. Like there wasn't a mayor until they put one there. And then it slowly became a real town. August 2nd, 1876. That was a real town before though. You know, the, the indigenous people, it was real before. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You fit, thank you for correcting me, by the way. Because I don't want to sound like a total No, no. And I don't want to sound like some social justice lady. So, you know, here we are. You're right, though. Um, <laughs> he, uh, so, August 2nd, 1876, he's playing poker in Nuthall and Mann's Saloon. He uncharacteristically had his back towards the door, which something he would never do. And he was shot in the back of the head by the coward Jack McCall. Never have your back at the door. Yeah. His hand was aces over eights. Uh, which is now referred to as a dead man's hand, also shows uh, how much of a bad gambler he is because you're not going to win with that hand. Um, McCall stood trial for the murder twice. On the first time, he was acquitted. Uh, and the second time, uh, he was not because he was caught bragging about killing Hickok and slaughtering him in cold blood. And so he was arrested, found, gu- found guilty, and hung. Oh, he did it to himself. You take that secret and then you just... Smile. He he was a known loser, Jack McCall. He yeah. he was drunk. Uh, he was he never had any money. Uh, in in like a couple days before Hickok took all of his money gambling. So this was his only like claim to fame. Yes. If I killed him, Jack McCall, because he's a fucking loser. He's known as the coward Jack McCall. Wow. Yes, that is how he's known. Wow. Can you imagine dying and be like, oh yeah, that's bitch ass Ed Larson. <laughs> The old bitch ass said for like uh, 200 years later. Yeah. <laughs> it's legend that Hickok killed McCall's brother in Abilene, but no one knows for sure if it's true. And if you want to go pay tribute to Wild Bill Hickok, uh, he is still buried in Mount Moriah Cemetery in Deadwood, South Dakota. That's so sad that he took to gambling because he sounded so good at fighting and being, you know, killing that bear that attacked him and. Yeah, it was just, he was a, you know, he, he wasn't the best lawman. He just, well, he attacked that other lawyer, that other cop. Yeah. Which probably, cop should have been killed. Who knows? I don't know. Who know? We, we were not there. We were not there. We were not there. We, we do were not, not know there. what happened to We do not know. I mean, you know, I tonight I can go into like a past regression therapy and I can see. <laughs> <laughs> but Wild Bill's my, he's my uh, outlaw. He's my, he's my old West guy that I love so much. I like that. I think they're all, they're all very interesting in their own way. But to me, he's the only one with like true like heart. He has heart and character. Yeah. So that's, that's why I always liked him the most. Okay. Um, I so, liked that other women were just like swooning over him. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if my husband said, oh, I'm going to go leave for the Wild West, I would say, well, we're getting a divorce. Or I would just like straight up cheat on him and like marry someone else. Like, yeah. I'm never seeing you again. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have time because you're caring for like eight children. You're right. Yeah. And no other man would want to marry me because like he has to invest in these eight kids. Yeah. But you might be able to bang away. I don't know, man. If I have eight kids and my husband's like, I'm going to go to the Wild West. You just got to bang behind a curtain while all the other kids are in the same room. I would hate him forever. The hatred I would have for my husband if he abandoned me. Well, he's not abandoning you. He's sending money money home all the time. But that's still abandoning. But like love, emotional support, help change the diapers, baby. But he's doing none of that. Well, what about immigrants? You know, immigrants, they come to this country, they leave their families behind, they come and they they, they work really hard and they send money back home. Uh, you know, like every housekeeper, you know, like in, in this town, it's, You're right. you know, it's so it's a it, it is a way of life. It's just not one that we don't have. And a lot of people in this country don't have. Well, yeah, I guess if he had the ability to stay because he 
he was still in America doing all this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? He wasn't in like a bad place and then coming to America. Mm-hmm. He was still in America being like, I want to go to the Wild West. And like, it was a gamble. It was all a gamble, literally, because you'd yeah. go gamble or just like see if I can get the gold. All right. So. All right. Well, fuck him. I'm sorry. Fuck this man who doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just invent stories in my head <laughs> and I just spin and weave. Yeah, Amber's just, you're having a past life regression right now. I know. Should we do a shot of beans? Let's do a shot of beans. Oh my God. So these are ranch style beans and I'm going to do a shot of beans in the spoon. Mm. They probably should be cooked. They should absolutely I mean, they're actually be cooked. cooked, but like, you know, they should be like warm, but we're yeah, just yeah. doing it. Cold yeah. beans on air. You know what's good about these cans? You take the label off, you just throw it in the fire. And cook it that way. That's probably yeah. what they did. Yeah. Mm. That's surprisingly good. I mean, yeah, they're not that bad. They'd be really good warmed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to eat the beans out of the can. Let's talk about inventions. All right. Inventions. That's good, because I wanted to talk about the Gatlin gun. So in the wild, out. yeah, in the Wild West, windmills, steel plow. It's windmills? Yeah. They weren't invented by the Dutch? They were. They were. Oh, shit. Well, they, you know what? I looked it up on this one site and didn't cross-check it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'll keep going. You cross-check. Steel plow. Beef cattle raising. Really good money. Um, railroads. The telegraph. You could now communicate to Europe all around the world. Yes. And, and, uh, and just... <laughs> by Mr. Morse. And just like in a, the end of the day, instead of months. Um, and you know, barbed wire that was invented. Ah, that makes complete sense. Barbed wire was invented by the wild west and also barbed wire, um, stopped the wild west because it stopped being so wild and roaming and like, who can take my cattle? I don't know. So farmers would put the barbed wire around their quote unquote property. Interesting. Barbed wire helped like settle the wild west. I love that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Cause now you like roped off where you are. And it was like cheaper than lumber, which is very expensive. Rocks can get kicked down pretty easy, and they're also hard to find. Oh, okay. All right. So windmills—they were you're you're right and you're and you're right and you're incorrect at the same time. Okay. Um, they were like made better, but they had been used for centuries, uh, to like grind up uh, grain and draw water. But uh, Halliday, the man's name Halliday, he uh, he took them to the next level in the old west. And oh. He, like. Uh, and and he and he made him a little better. I, I could read this whole article, but we're moving along. We're moving along. I do. Well, yeah. So you you were correct, and right I, and wrong. I I, I uh, I'm sorry. I didn't immediately trust you. No, but you're right. Like Dutch, I should have thought about windmills. Yeah, they had the fucking. But then you know who knows what they're doing with their goddamn wooden who shoes. Knows? Who fucking they ain't knows? sneaking up on nobody. Clack clack clack. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obsessed with the Gatling gun. Oh it's yeah, like the first machine gun. It's the first automatic weapon. Oh. And basically, it kind of looked like a cannon, but like if a cannon was like a six shooter, you know. And so it had like multiple barrels. Oh, and it would like change the thing. Yeah, and it, it would, would like rotate. It would and it would spin. You you crank it, and then it would spin and it would fire a bunch of bullets. Didn't they use that in World War One? Yes. Okay. World War One was after. Uh, we stopped using the Gatling gun uh, in our military in 1911. Okay. But um, other countries kept using it, and it was in World War One. but it was shaped a little differently. It only had one hole, and the uh, barrel would spin inside. Yeah. Um, that, that was what it changed into. But So the Gatling gun, first invented by Dr. Richard Gatling. Mm. 
Uh, a doctor. I'm marrying a doctor. Yeah. He's a doctor. A he also doctor invented, invented a gun. <laughs> most, <laughs> I guess he needed more patience. <laughs> um, uh, so the weapon was in operation from 1861 to 1911. All models of Gatling guns were declared obsolete by the U.S. military in 1911 after 45 years of service. Uh, we, you know, just had better guns now. I bet there's one Gatling gun just kind of sitting around in a bunker somewhere. It's probably in like Kansas, Panama. Panama. No, like they still use it in like the South Americas. Uh, like some like they still have them down there. Because this shit is built to last. Like back in the day, this is built to last. Yes, but these things. So basically, you could fire 200 rounds of 58 caliber uh, bullets or 900 rounds. Of 30 caliber bullets. That's a lot. A minute. A minute? A minute. You can't run from that. You can't matrix your way out of they that. Would, there's no, I tried to find like some like how many people are killed by Gatling guns and stuff like that. There's no numbers. Oh, yeah. There's no way to know. There's no, They have no clue. They killed people who didn't have, you know. Social security numbers. Exactly. I don't even know if they had them back then. But like, no. you know, it's just like. No, they didn't. Yeah. So it was uh, once, it, then once it went electric. It could fire up to fifteen hundred pounds uh, rounds a minute. That's too many. Minute. So that's more powerful than today's guns. I mean, yeah, in a way, it wasn't like the most accurate, and it's like a giant. It looks like a cannon because it's on wheels. Mm-hmm. You have to like wheel it. And you got to get all these bullets next to it, and like because it sounds like an elephant gun with many bullets. Yes, you could take people out. It was a uh, very intense. Um, the original a- Gatling gun was a field weapon that used multiple rotating barrels turned by a hand crank and a firing noose. Um, no links or belt. So they they would just like it would just like they put like a fucking bucket of bullets next to it in like a string and then it would just oh and have to keep feeding the string yeah kind of like um almost like a not an M sixteen I feel like I've seen those movies where they like someone's holding this the, the they had a different version of it in yeah. Vietnam and stuff like that in World War Two but wow. like they it was the more advanced version humans are a disease oh my god um, a metal cartridge ammunition uh, was using gravity to feed the system from a hopper and I don't know what that means but I wrote it down because I read it but yeah oh. Gatling gun it's a cool looking gun uh, I love it and uh, alright so we're running long but I'm saying fuck it I'm saying fuck it too what else I want to talk about here oh the prices of things yes Let's talk about the prices of things. Let's do since we're running long. Let's do a shot just for fun. Okay, let's for fun while I pull up. Oh, at Halloween 1880, there was a race war between the Chinese and Europeans that helped close a lot of the public opium dens. But afterwards, they still existed, just more underground and stronger opium. Now, a race war does that mean it was faster? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like between Chinese yeah, no, people. I, I, oh, sorry, you're like, right. You're right. You're right. It's just a stupid joke. But they're everywhere. You know, Chinese food was like everywhere. Oh yeah, no, Chinese were all over. Um, they, they were all over the old West. They came here to mine for gold. They came here for work. Uh, but they would be, uh, forced to be in like one part of town. Yeah. And like, they were looked down upon. I mean, anyone who wasn't white was looked down upon. Yeah. So it's the damn truth, but none of them really knew, um, any English or anything like that. But I don't know any Chinese. Amen. So here we go. All right. Shot. Ah! I only took about half of it because I'm a little lady. Cost of things. To give birth in the doctors, $4. Great. Bring it back. (laughs) Bring it back. In 1913, the income tax became a thing. Two years after that, the take-home pay yearly, so 19... 
15. Um, for a man, a year was $687. A year? A year. A woman was about half of that. So 300 something. Damn. No minimum wage, except a few states were experimenting with it all on the East Coast, and it was only for women and children. Because meanwhile, children were also working. Yes. Um, homeowner's insurance did not exist. It was way more of a way more of a risk to buy a house. Yeah. Back then. Like nobody really bought houses. No, you built it. You built it. You like went out and got a bunch of wood and you fucking built it. You did and it yourself. It fell down because you didn't know what you were doing. Yep. Which I would do. Like if I had to get a house myself today. I would rather just buy a plot of land and build it myself. Yeah. To be honest. I don't um, think you can, though. Nope. I will. I'll find a way. No, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like, you know, rules and, like... I'll know. find a way, baby. All right. I believe you. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A loaf of bread was seven cents. A dozen eggs with 34 cents. Well, they wouldn't cut it. They wouldn't cut the bread. They would not cut the bread. They refused. They said, cut this bread. They said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> they said, fuck you, get out of here. A quart of milk was nine cents. Mm. A pound of steak was 26 cents. Yes. New clothes was a lot of money. Moderate uh, priced men's shoes were three to five dollars. Okay. Which today is about $80. That's, I, I spend more than that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, on shoes. I, I spent about 60 spent on my 200 shoes. on some fucking LeBrons. Eddie. I was so happy that I get them, though. They were so cool. That's but cool. I know. I know. I'm They're going to depreciate you. in value when you wear them. Not to me. Not to you? Not to $200? I don't wear them all the time. You never see me in them. Okay. I like okay. wear them with my suit and shit. And oh, like especially nice. Especially I wear them on stage. Okay. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't help myself. It's just fun. You like it. You know, and, and yeah, you know, Henry started doing it and Ben started doing it. I was like, boys, I got to look good. My feet's got to look good too. And oh, so man. I got two pairs. They got like a hundred pairs. Wow. Like, I got, they, they got a whole bunch. I have nice shoes myself, but what mm -hmm. I like to do is I know the uh, Goodwills to hit up and yeah. the vintage stores to hit up because in LA, there's so many rich people that have no idea what they're doing. These are my everyday comfortables. They're 60. Yeah, that's about what I pay for my like gym shoes that I had to yeah. buy because my back was getting fucked yeah, up. Yeah, these my are old walking shoes because I walk so much. Yeah, so like I got like yeah, that's like. But I, I I love I I love my my stupid basketball shoes. You love your stupid basketball shoes. I mean, yeah, in New York I'd pay like twenty bucks for a pair of boots, but then I'd have to throw them away a month in because they were cheap. Yeah, I got shitty boots that I promise I'm gonna fix and I'll never will. All right, uh, outlaw gangs. Billy the Kid's gang was called the Regulators. The Regulators? Yeah. Let's do the Regulator. Let's regulators! do the Regulators. Mount up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what would your outlaw gang be called? And who would be in it? Not like, Ed, you're in my gang, but like, what kind of people? What kind of people? And uh, who would you rob? 
I'll go first. I'll let you think. You go first. Because I wrote mine. So okay. it's a little unfair. Perfect. Uh, mine would be the Ham Boys. Mm. And we would, you know, instead of the Cowboys, we're the Ham Boys. I didn't want Pig Boys. I wanted Ham Boys. Perfect. Because um, Pig Boy sounds like you'd be fat. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be fat. Um, but uh, we're big old horses. Actually, I might be riding an ox. Um, we would steal pigs and uh, throw barbecues in the next town over with our trophies. And I love uh, the it. kind of guys I would, I, would have a, I would have a chef, I would have a guy who knows how to cut up a good piece of meat, and I would have another guy who loved killing pigs. I love it. Yes, yes. And maybe someone who could build a sled, you know, so we don't have to kill the pigs and then travel to the next town. You bring the pigs in fresh, kill them in front of everyone because people love, a crowd comes when you kill people. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Especially in this time of day, no one, you know, they have nothing, no entertainment. Yeah. That's why public hangings were like a thing to see. Today, if someone said there's a public hanging, would you go? Oh. If it was like, say, like a pedophile, you know, because hangings were like done with like bad mamma jamas. I wouldn't want to see. You know what? Like a pedophile, I don't even give them the publicity. But I would like if they were like going to hang Joe Arpaio. Who's that? Uh, the the horrible sheriff from uh, Arizona. Because I'd go watch them hang him just to watch him cry. Oh, he's a bad. He's a sheriff in Arizona that's bad. Not anymore. He's no longer a sheriff. He was the first person that Trump ever pardoned. Uh, and he was, uh, he, he was going to go to prison for contempt and, uh, in, uh, in court and, uh, cause he was lying a lot about the practices in his prison and uh, jail, not prison. He wasn't smart enough to run a prison. Oh, was it the one where there Tent were like city. tents outside? In, outside of Phoenix, Maricopa County. And it's in Phoenix where it's so fucking hot and they're sleeping outside. Getting like snakes and scorpions in their beds and shit. That's not good. And then he was the first person to ever have an all female, uh, chain gang. Like didn't happen in the old West, and he did it. He he would have. Um, There's his, a reason why it never happened in the old West. Yeah, because it's not right. Yeah, he would have children like uh, 15 years old, like child ju- juvies, juvie kids on the chain gangs, like marching through the desert, hitting rocks with hammers. And like no. these are people who like DUIs. This is jail. You're not even. Uh, you know, you either have a small crime and you're there doing a short stint. Or you're waiting trial. So you're not necessarily guilty even. I tell you what's going to happen if you put me in a chain gang. I am not going to be resolved when I get out. I'm and then going- he's going to throw you in solitary. And then you're going to go crazy in there. Wow. And he used to make everyone wear, uh, he used to make all the men uh, wear pink underwear and pink clothes to demasculate them. I mean, I like pink. I don't care. Yeah. But like, you know, like he used to do that. And then he only had three channels available, which was C-SPAN. The weather channel and the cooking channel, so they could see the food they weren't eating, uh, how hot it was, and C-SPAN's is boring. And and then uh, the, all the food he served everybody was rotten uh, because there's no regulation on food in jails and prisons. Uh, and you, you can serve food that is worse, uh, lower grade than dog food. And he used to do that and then make them watch the Food Network so they would... Uh, no, he was... Oh. Like, like, and he used to pride himself in how cruel he was. What is he doing now? He's trying to run for sheriff again and he lost. And he, then he tried, to run for, he tried to run for governor of Arizona and he lost. Um, but yeah, Trump parted him. He was going to go to prison. What's and his name again? Joe Arpaio. Okay, so we Joe must... Joe Arpaio shit. Joe Arpaio shit. So yeah. we must never make him get any kind of power. Anybody who's listening... I mean, he's done. He's done. He's, he's done. He's lost like three times in a, he's lost like two times in a row since Trump pardoned him. And he's like, I think in his high eighties. 
Okay. And he's just a fat slug of a man who won't die. And uh, they never do die. Evil never dies. There's something about evil that keeps you alive. It's always like longer. the great grandparents that are just because you don't have empathy. You don't lose years off your life from fucking empathy. Thinking about what someone else feels. Yes. Fuck him. Yes. You know what my gang is going to be? <laughs> what are they? We're going to go find him. The Pink Boys. The Pink Boys. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be called the Pink Boys, and it's going to be all ladies. <laughs> it's going to be all of his ex chain gang women. Yes. And we're going to go find him and kill him in his sleep you know we're gonna wake him up and then we're gonna kill him we're gonna yeah, wake him no. up and then we're gonna kill him and it's no, gonna be nice I, honestly it'd be nice if a woman killed him yeah i think that'd be better and i want him to know that a he would like him. you know he would have women shackled to the bed like l- their legs shackled to the bed while they were giving birth and shit like that and like he's truly a demon what yeah no true demon true like horrible human being who's selling autographs for ten dollars a pop right Someone's buying this? I mean, there's lots of people who are crazy. Who like this stuff, who think yeah. who believe in punishment and believe I in I don't like the punishment culture because to me, I mean, yes, some people should be taken away from society if they're like bad for children, if they're like a public menace. Like get them out of here. But you see, they're gonna release Sir Ann Surian. Who's Sir Ann Surian? He's the guy who killed Robert Kennedy right before he was gonna become president. JFK's brother. Whoa. Right when he won the Democratic election, like minutes afterwards, he shot him in a kitchen. What? Yeah, and he died and he died uh, right there and he's going to get released. Interesting. You know, and like granted it was like, you know, 50 years ago or whatever, but still like I thought he we- killed a man who was going to be president. I thought you would still be in jail forever. I you would think you would think if you you know you would think but you would think. He, he, he's going to get released. He but was the, granted parole wow. this week, and so like I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're going to try like they're, like Robert Kennedy's a couple of his kids, not all of his kids, but a couple of his kids are going to are trying to keep him in. But like the two other kids, uh, like RFK Jr. like thinks like someone else killed his dad. So who knows what's going on? Who knows? Yeah, maybe he was a scapegoat. Yeah, but you know at the yeah. same time it's on camera. The thing about punishment culture, yeah, we did it. The thing about punishment culture is it's never about making the person who did wrong better. Uh, yeah, it's making the punisher feel better about doing the punishing. Look what I can do. Look what I am. Look what I, you know, look what me and I've delivered this. It's like a god complex. Amber, this is the perfect time for me to bring up. The Great Mugshot Roast. Yes. Um, Coming up, the last podcast network presents The Great Mugshot Roast, a benefit for The Last Prisoner Project. Uh, That is Sunday, September 12th, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. You'll be able to see all the LPM people you love. Amber will be on there with me. We're going to be roasting mugshots from the fans. You guys sent them in. If you got a mugshot, send it in to mugshotroast at gmail.com. It's going to be me, Amber, Ben, Marcus, Henry, Jackie, Holden, and then a whole bunch of other friends are going to be roasting my mugshot. And Jeff Ross, I'm going to have me and Jeff are going to be roasting mugshots together. And it's just going to be a blast. Um, and, and I'm also going to have some very important people come by and tell us uh, people from the Last Prisoner Project, people from uh, Cut 50 are going to come by and they're going to talk to us about uh, the prison system in America. So please support that. Uh, the Last Prisoner Project, in case you don't know, is a great organization that works to get people released from prison off of marijuana charges. And they also help incarcerated people in jail on marijuana charges uh, assimilate back into society. Of course, none of that is free, so we're trying to help cover some of the bill. Um, back in the day when we used to do roundtable gentlemen, whenever like someone committed a crime, I would roast their mugshot. 
And I loved it. It's so much fun because mug shots are so ridiculous. But you never know who was like, you know, stealing something for their family. Yeah. And it's punching down. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, and that's one of the rules of comedy. And so instead of just like making fun of some random people on the worst day of their life, yeah, uh, we're going to make fun of uh, some of you. Uh, so send us your mugshots, <laughs> and uh, it's all for a good cause. We're raising money for the Last Prisoner Project. And didn't you say like link to their Facebook or something to make sure it's them, just so you're not yes, like Yes, we're making... going to check and make sure it's you. Yeah. Uh, you're going to sign a release uh, for your mugshot. We're going to send you a release. You know, So if you already sent your mugshot in, expect uh, I got my boy Bjorn Borgensen on it. Uh, he's going to send you an email with a release and you're going to send it back and say, it's okay to make fun of your mugshot. And uh, we're just going to do it all right. And we're going to do it proper. And then, you know what? At first I was like, I'll make fun of whatever mugshot I want. And then I, I thought about it. The last prisoner project, uh, we're like, maybe we shouldn't. And then I was like, you know what? At first I was like, fuck them. And then I was like, you know what? They're right. And so we're going to do it tastefully. And, uh, so, so check it out. It's uh, September 12th. That's a Sunday, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I can't wait to do it. And uh, we're going to have some musical acts uh, singing songs about jail from Start Making Sense, uh, John oh. Braun, uh, the number one uh, Talking Heads cover band in wow. America, and uh, another cool band that I want to announce, but they haven't sent me their video yet, so I don't want to say it and then it not happen, and then I look like a fucking idiot. You're right. But I love them immensely, and me and Ben might have interviewed them. Um, the Great Mugshot Roast. Be a part of it. We're going to change. We're putting our money where our fucking mouth is. All right. I want to play one last game before we end the show, if that's okay with you. Let's rock. I thought, you know, uh, I w- non-outlaws, non-prostitutes. Uh, what are the other jobs in the old West, and what would the people on LPN? Uh, what jobs would they have? Bartender. Bartender. You're you're a bartender. Yeah, I'd be a bartender, but I'd have to disguise myself as a man. I think you'd be a madam, personally. I think you'd be in charge of the girls. In charge of the girls. I would make sure all the girls are safe, happy, and if any sort of dude is like, I know that they're going to be a little bit drunk and whatnot, but if they're like too disorderly and hitting, oh yeah, out of here. Oh no, you got a derringer in your bra. Yeah, absolutely. I have a gun on me. You're out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have some good entertainment in the saloon. There's going to be somebody. You know what? Henry Zabrowski is going to be on the piano that also like, woo, woo. And oh, like, that piano? And That's like, funny. You pull the thing. See, I thought he might be a newspaper man, but I think you might be right. Yeah, you pull the things and like a bird comes out and sings. I mean, obviously we're all going to be, I mean, Natalie is going to be doing stunts. Oh, and yeah. Like, she's going to be doing some freak show stuff and yeah. like tumbling and shit. She's a part of that show. Um, Ben's a hangman. He He's, is a He hangman. does suffer from hangman's body. <laughs> The <laughs> well, an executioner. Ben's an executioner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marcus, I think, definitely grave digger. He loves bones. He loves the dirt. He loves digging. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's a job he wants now, but he's too good at what he does. <laughs> uh, MJ, teacher, right? Yeah. She, she is a teacher. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I figured that'd be it. I, I couldn't figure out what I would do. I would like, you know, like I said earlier, I'd like to be governor. But that's a little. You could be a bouncer at the at the saloon. I'd just be murdered immediately. I'd rather be a bartender or. The How about you're the bouncer? Owner? You're the bartender because bartender back in the day, no one's. It's just asking, whiskey and beer. That's it. No one's asking for like Cosmo. Yeah, no, I don't have to mix anything. No, there's a shot, and I, you know, I got the information. Also, beer was really hard to get because hops were like you had to be flown in from the east, and like yeah. who's going to bring in kegs of beer? Yeah, the, yeah, the beer was it was all flat and warm. If yeah, it, if it existed, if it existed, I think Colorado had the first um, beer 
beer saloon or like mm. brewery. And they learned how to grow hops there. Holden would be like, I don't know. I want to say. I think Holden might be sheriff. You think so? Just I think like he's, the dumb sheriff? I think he's crazy. Hey! <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think Holden would be a good sheriff because yeah. I think he is kind yet firm. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's like fucking up too bad in town. But who's like, going to listen to him? No get offense. out of this town. He says, get out of this town. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I believe it. Jackie. I mean. I think Jackie might be the madam. She might be the madam, but I could see her throwing one to some. some Maybe special she's the people. bouncer. She's the bouncer. Yes, 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 yes. Or like, what else? I mean, obviously, she could be a showman. She could run the newspaper. Jackie runs the newspaper because she loves her gossip. Yes, you know she loves she loves her gossip. You know, I think that's I think that's the way to go. I think Cena's working spices, uh, package delivery. Okay, racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. Uh, who else? Who else do we got here? We got Travis. I think Tra- oh, Tra- mayor. Travis is mayor. Travis is mayor. He's the mayor. Travis is mayor. Fernando. I mean, sorry, Fernando. You're a stable boy. What? He's a stable. What? The, there's honor anymore being a stable boy. I mean, he definitely has everything in control. Like he knows all the horses and their wants and yeah, everything. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with being a stable boy. There's not many jobs. None of you know. There's there's right. much to go around. Okay. Uh, who else is left? Who else is on? A Cosmo, list? I think, would be like the town doctor. I mean, yes, we're gonna need a doctor. Yeah, and she's she, very smart. She's very smart. She's gonna know the potions and whatnot, mm-hmm. and be like, "Don't take this; it has strychnine in it." And I'll be like, "What strychnine?" Yes, yeah. absolutely. And uh, you know, it's not racist. They were racist. You know, it's not my fault. Uh, Fernando's the stable boy. <laughs> stable Come boy. On Eddie. He's a great stable boy. <laughs> you know what? I'd probably be the cook, to be honest with you. Okay. I would probably be cooking. Because they're all ordering steaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I or can, the rich guys. I, and I could turn them out pretty fast. Yeah, so I'm probably cook. Kissel's a hangman. What other shows? Do, are we for, oh, and the story must be told, guys. They're all preachers. Yeah, they're the preachers. They're all the preachers. <laughs> oh, and Jake Young. What is Jake? I'm saying the accountant. He's when he's a, he's working the bank. Oh, he's keeping the money in charge and like where it's all going. Yeah, and you know you could yell at me he's a Jew if you wanted to, <laughs> but notice that I didn't. Oh, uh, all right. And the last thing I want to do after that is I uh, we're, if, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Uh, but I I love westerns. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with them. I own a bunch of them on DVD still. There was a good portion of my life. It was the only thing I was watching. My mom loves Westerns. I always grew up watching them, but they were always like not the popular Westerns, just like whatever came on cable network at 2 p.m. Yeah. You know. So I spent time today writing down my 10 favorite Westerns. All right. And you got to pitch them to me in five seconds. Yes. But that list started being 20. So these first, uh, no order, these first 10 uh, is uh, honorable mentions. Okay. Outlaw Josie Wales, um, Clint Eastwood is basically Rambo in the West. Perfect. They kill his family. He he avenges them. Three Amigos. You've seen Three Amigos. Never. Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Yes, where they're sharing the water. I remember that. Yes, it's basically Magnificent Seven. Magnificent I love it. Seven. Uh, they sh- they go save a town uh, that's being taken over by banditos. Great. Uh, Pat Garrett, and Billy the Kid. It's about Pat Garrett, the lawman who went in to find Billy the Kid. It's a Sam Peckinpah movie. It's unbelievable. Bob Dylan did the soundtrack. A uh, few dollars more is the middle movie of the Man with No Main trilogy. There was a fistful of dollars. The Man uh, for a few dollars more, and then the Good, the Man, the Ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. I put together uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, four-hour Sergio Leone movie. Charles Bronson, James Coburn, 
Unbelievable. Slow burn. Slow burn. Four hours. A lot of harmonica. You'll love it. Do some mushrooms. Bone tomahawk. You gotta see Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk sounds fun. It's a horror movie starring Kurt Russell about these like crazy fucking demons who start killing cowboys. It's crazy. Oh, good. like skinwalkers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, uh, they like they have like bone flutes and all kinds of crazy shit. I love it. You love it. And they have tomahawks made out of bones. I love it. Because of the name. Uh Bill Pullman, uh Richard Jenkins, great film. Bill Pullman's very sexy. Underrated sexy. Yeah. City suckers. I know it's modern. I like city suckers. I love city suckers. Oh, and they they some guy they like send him to go get beans. I think so. Or was that the commercial for El Paso? I think oh I think the the, the salsa commercial. Oops, yeah. New York City. Yeah, I think that confused the two. No, but yeah, Billy Crystal, uh, Jack Palance, you know, uh, Bruno, and uh, you know who else? John Lovitz. What he's into, and Maverick uh, with uh, James Garner and Mel Gibson and Graham Greene. I love it. All right, so those are the honorable mention. Now we're going to count down from my number ten to number one. Oh, you love these movies, I love Ed. Westerns. It's so much fun. <laughs> All right, number 10, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Never seen it. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, so hot. All They're right. just being hot, hanging out with Catherine Ross. She's hot. She's like kind of into both of them. They're lawless people. They end up going down to fucking uh, El Salvador or some shit like that and start robbing people down there. And, you know, Sundance Film Festival, mm-hmm. Robert Redford like helps run Sundance Film Festival. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Named it's after all, that. Named after that. Okay. All right. Number nine, The Proposition, Australian Western, made by John Hillcoat, one of my favorite directors, not very popular, uh, but Guy Pierce. Uh, it is brutal, and it's one of those movies that ends, Ray Winstone's in it, uh, and Samantha Morton, and some other cool people. Uh, and it's basically, like, that movie ends, and you're like, I guess that's good. <laughs> I love it. Next. Next. Uh, Blazing Saddles. I mean, funniest movie ever made. Funniest movie ever made. Tried to sell it back and they said no. All right. Yeah. All right. True Grit, either version. I love both of them. Uh, uh, there is Jeff Bridges or John Wayne. Uh, Rooster Cogburn has a patch over his eye. He helps a, a young girl avenge her family's death. And uh, he does. And he's like, fill your hands, you son of a bitch. It's what he says to people who are like didn't want to fight him in a gunfight. He just says, fill your hands, you son of a bitch. Like, pick up your gun so I can shoot you. It's fucking badass. Wow. Um, High Noon, told in real time, uh, Gary Cooper. Uh, it's a movie's an hour and a half long. It's about uh, at the end of this movie, he's going to have to get in a gunfight because the criminals are coming to town on the train. And it's there's always a clock in the background. And it's told in real time. It's very cool. Very well done. Very complex. Probably the first time that shit's been done. It's only been done a couple times because it's so fucking hard. I bet. Um, Fistful of Dollars, number five, Clint Eastwood. You Saw know. that the other day. Yes. I loved it. Such a good fucking movie. It is like an opera for straight people. Yeah, it's off of, um, but it's like a, a retelling of Yojimbo. Uh, just like Seven Samurai, is, uh, Magnificent Seven is like a retelling of Samus Samurai. Also, Three Amigos, same thing. But like, uh, uh, go watch these samurai movies. Just as good. Um, good and the bad and the ugly. Number four, Clint Eastwood, unbelievable long movie. Uh, Clint Eastwood's the good, and uh, there's also the bad and the ugly. I can't remember their names. Can I be the ugly? I mean, uh, you know, you, you have to do a lot of bad things. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all right, so number three, the Deadwood movie. I love the series. The, the series means so much to me. They made a movie ten years later that takes place ten years later. It's so good. It's on HBO now. Go watch it. Uh, I suggest watching the whole series and then that. 
But if you're going to cheat, it's fine. You'll be fine. They, they do flashbacks to let you know what's up. Um, number two, um, Unforgiven, Best Picture, 1990. Uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Gene Hackman won for Best Supporting Actor. Clint Eastwood plays William Money, the old son of a bitch who fell in love and wanted to stop being a murderer oh. until his wife died and he's running out of money and all the hogs are sick, so he leaves his children alone and he goes to kill a bunch of cowboys that cut up a woman's tits and face. And he so, cuts off a woman's tits? No, a bunch of cowboys do. And then he oh. goes to kill the cowboys Avenge. for the money. And then uh, and then he's just, it's unbelievable. Greatest um, ending scene of any movie. If anybody cuts off my tits, I will haunt them. I will avenge them. I will avenge it. My ghost will avenge. Just know, if you kill me, mm-hmm. my ghost will avenge you. Because I do believe in, in lives. Yeah. I do believe in like a soul and an afterlife. And my soul will haunt you. This is a good note for the fans. And I'm going to make you suffer for the rest of your long life. Okay, keep going. Number one Western of all time for Ed Larson and a lot of other people in the world, The Wild Bunch. It's unbelievable. It's two and a half hours long. All these movies are either 80 minutes or four hours. I love it. And it's about a bunch of, it's about a gang, the Wild Bunch, real gang. And they- uh, they Were they wild? They basically, yeah, they go from town to town. Uh, They're not necessarily bad, but they're not definitely not good. They just set poo-poo on fire on people's porches and rang the doorbell and ran away? It is like that, but then when they came outside to stomp out the poo-poo, they shot him in the head. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the Wild Bunch, first of all, greatest, I mean, I said this about the last movie, all these movies have great endings because it's so slow and it all build up to it. Couldn't have been any ugly. uh, But Wild Bunch uh, invented the group Slow Walk. You know, like in movies, like when you want to see a bunch of Reservoir Dogs, Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's they invented the slow walk, and they uh, so that's at the end of that movie. I love that. Yeah, and it starts um, with a bunch of ants eating a scorpion, and that's pretty interesting. Cool. Starts off with a crazy uh, gunfight, ends with a crazy gunfight. There's a couple in between, but check it out. There's a Gatling gun. There's a there's a Gatling gun in Outlaw Josie Wales too, but yeah. I love it. Those are that's my countdown. So number one, Wild Bunch. Go check it out. Have some patience. All these movies gotta say afternoon. I want I want I want you watching the afternoon. And yeah. I know I'm gonna get shit because I didn't list like Tombstone and stuff. Tombstone's great. If I'm gonna make a list of my 50 favorite movies, all of these movies are in there. Yeah. And so it, you know, there's other ones like Hell and High Water. It's like on the fence because it's modern. I know City Slickers is, but you know, on the fence. Uh, no Country for Old Men could be considered a modern western. Yeah, what are we gonna do? But who's that guy, Emmanuel Marcon? That Ennio Marcone. Ennio Marcone. What a beautiful, because I- He did the soundtrack to six of these movies. I discovered the soundtrack and this music before I saw the movies, and yeah. I was like, this music is fucking amazing. He did the soundtrack to Good and Bad and Ugly, Fistful of Dollars. Um, Listen to the gold, God, what's it called? The gold Once something? Once Time in the West, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. Um, and few dollars more. Listen to his music; it is great. We're not going to close on his music, but <laughs> yes, yes, we have another fun. We have an homage to Billy the Kid. Um, but before we close, last thing before the plugs, special shout out to my man Sam Spies. You're a legend and won't be forgotten. Much love to Mallory, his lady, and Jim, his friend, uh, and everyone else who knew his cool ass in Humboldt. He's the prince of Humboldt. I'm declaring it right now. Sam Spies. You will be missed. We love you, buddy. Thank you for all of your peace and kindness that you've spread throughout your life. 
Um, come see Travis Irvine and I in Deerfield Beach, Florida, showing our movie How America Killed Our Mother, Labor Day, uh, Monday, September 6th. If this comes out on Friday, it's on Monday. In Deerfield Beach, Florida, 7 p.m. After the movie, there'll be a talk back with Travis, myself, and a very special guest who I'm sure you can guess who that special guest is. And, um, and so check out Amber's other podcast, Someplace Underneath, with the great Natalie Jean, uh, exclusively on Spotify and part of the Less Podcast Network. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice every day. You do not listen to it. Uh, Brighter Side Live on Twitch, second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The next one is on September 14th. Uh, check that out. We will be talking to you guys. We're going to be taking your gripes, and we're going to find out how you're doing, and uh, we will tell you why your gripes are in your your problems. Uh, we'll give a silver lining to all that's going on with you. Shout out to my girl. I hope your sink's fixed. Um, she's been trying to fix her sink for weeks. If your sink's not fixed this week, uh, this next time we're going to, I mean, you got just, I need the updates cause I yeah. can't help thinking about it. I hate it. It drives me crazy. Also, like if you tell us your uh, negatives on the show, it's very cathartic for you. It's therapy for everybody. Yeah. And also you will find that your problems are very relatable. Common. Common. Everyone goes through it. Everybody goes through your problems. So come in with your problems. Talk about them. It's therapy. It's free therapy, people. Fucking A. The Great Mugshot Roast, a benefit for the Last Prisoner Project. Sunday, September 12th, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the LPN Twitch channel. Uh, check out all the great LPN greats with myself. I'm hosting it with Amber Nelson, Henry Zabrowski, Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, Jackie Zabrowski, Holden McNeely, and a whole shit ton more. Jeff Ross. Uh, you'll love that. Um, we're getting these stoners out from behind bars and uh, into weed stores because they fucking earned it. Uh, Twitter at Eddie Tunes underscore at Amber Smelson at Last Podcast Network at Brighter Side LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Last Podcast Network, The Brighter Side LPN. Amber, you got a Patreon. What the fuck is all about it? <laughs> Amber Smelson, S M E L S O N. And um, I just do, uh, it's a way to support me as an artist. And uh, I occasionally do videos uh, for yeah. people there. And it's uh, how to shop at Goodwill or how to cook. How to, like, I did a video recently that was how, like, use the leftover rotted vegetables in your crisper. I love it. It's things that you can use. What'd you do? Make a soup? Um, I made, I, I pickled them. Fuck yeah. That's so smart. All right. Um, Amber on the Rocks every Friday at 6 p.m. on Twitch. Check it out on her channel, Amber Smelson. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, have a drink uh, and talk to her. Hang out. It's like having a fucking friend that you don't have. Uh, <laughs> Spotify. Find me, Ed Larson. I got lots of cool playlists on there for you to listen to. Over 50 playlists and going strong. But more importantly, the Eddie Tunes 2-Hour Radio Hour. Shh, secret. It's a secret. Don't tell anyone about it. Um, so if you want to, it's out and people are digging it. I just recorded episode six and I want you to listen to all of it. So DM me your email address and I will share with you on Google Drive, my Google Drive show, the Eddie Tunes 2-Hour Radio Hour. Be a part of it. Amber's on the next episode. I mean, she's on most of the but like you know the amber's on the next episode and i got a good feeling about it i think it's gonna be really fun and closing us out today is my favorite song about billy the kid by another billy billy joel it's the ballad of billy the kid i love billy joel you know one time i was at this party okay. and i felt at the beginning that no one really liked me but um, somebody was like here's the aux chord anyone anybody want to play mu music and i put on billy joel and then it was like really quiet for about 10 seconds. And somebody said, who the fuck put on Billy Joel? Oh, 
and the I was worst. Like, He's oddly divisive. It was me. Which always drove me crazy because yeah. he just wants to have a good time. He just wants to have a good time. But he is divisive in his real life. I'll let you know that. Uh-oh. You know, he was, he was a wild drunk. Oh. Anyway, that's been the brighter side. The ballad of Billy the Kid. Get on a horse, you fuckers! <laughs> Peace! Virginia Rode a boy With a six gun In his hand And his daring Life of crime Made him a legend In his time East and west Of the Rio Grande This show is made possible By listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.